0: Open your Bibles with me to Psalm 100. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, help us to be thankful. And um, ingratitude is, oh, it's such a, an ugly thing. It's ugly in children and it's ugly in adults. And I know that in my own life I am often too unthankful, ungrateful. So, Father, as we look at this, uh, this subject of thankfulness again this evening, Lord, I, help, I hope that this helps and that we're challenged and that we'll leave here um, with, with a heart of gratitude. In Jesus' name, amen. Look with me at Psalm 100. The Bible says, for the Lord, verse 5, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. His truth endureth to all generations. Um, look at verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. When life is hard, be thankful. Be thankful. How many of you have ever experience hardship? Hardship. It, and it's, how many of you would, would say that at those moments it's very difficult to have a thankful heart? This is why it's a discipline. It's just a discipline. I was talking with, uh, you know, Justin Hall was in and, you know, he lifts weights and I I was asking him, you know, typical questions. You know, what what do you max out with your bench? And he said that right now it's about 300. And I thought, I wonder how long it would take me to work up to benching 300 pounds. Eternity. Eternity. Thank you for that. Actually, I have really short arms, so maybe it wouldn't take quite so long. Um, what would it take? It, it, I, I think I probably could. Years? I would think. Actually, it might not happen. I don't know if my shoulders could even handle it at this age. You know what I'm saying? But as a younger man, if I wanted to work up to, to lift that kind of weight... Well, there's a process, you know. For me, it would start, you know, I'd have to get 80 up first, (laughs) you know, or whatever it is. It it would be a process. You don't just step out there and do it. To be a good ball player, to do anything well, to play a violin well, to play a trumpet well. I played the trumpet for years, but not well. (laughs) I played the trumpet for years, and for me to right now, I think I would honestly remember a lot of the fingerings, and I can still read the music. I couldn't pick up a trumpet and play it because you have to develop your lip. That's what they would call it. And your lip gets real hard. And it would take years, again, to get to where I could play the trumpet. It's interesting. In these spiritual disciplines, we think that we can hear a message or read a passage of Scripture and then attempt to live that way. And then when we fail, we get frustrated with our Christian life. It's a discipline. Here, and here's how it works. The next time something hard happens, focus on being thankful. And there's a good chance you're going to fail. But when you fail, recognize your failure. As soon as you begin that grumbling, think about it and enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. God, this is a problem. This is trouble, and I'm having a real hard time being thankful, but you're good. You're good. The next time you start to have trouble, imagine what would happen in your life if you began thinking that way. Wouldn't it be a good thing to do? Now, how many of you would admit that you've probably failed at that? I have failed at that. When life is hard, be thankful. Now, here's here's something that... That doesn't mean being thankful in a hard time. You're an administrator. You're you're a boss at work. And the work's not being done right. And you have to correct that. All right? It's interesting. People think that identifying a problem and correcting a problem, that's not unthankfulness. That's your job. And have you, those of you who are over an individual or group or whatever and you've had to make the same correction a hundred times. How many of you that's happened to you? You have to talk to the people about the same thing over and over and over again. Here's what you should say in those moments. Lord, this is why I'm here. This is why they need me. The fact that I can see that this correction needs to be made and I can train them to make the correction, this is why. Lord, thank you for their incompetence. (laughs) This gives me job security. (laughs) Folks, when life is hard, be thankful. Because life is going to be hard. Life is going to be hard. So let's be thankful. Let's make it a a, a discipline. Let's make it like trying to bench 300 pounds. Let's, Let's make it a discipline. Number two, when life is stressful, be thankful. When life is stressful, be thankful. Go to Colossians chapter 3. And this is one that, that I really do practice because it's funny. During the building program... I noticed that my blood pressure was getting high. I talked to you about that. I went to the doctor, and the nurse starts talking to me about, you know, what to think about and how to relieve your stress. And I, and she starts giving me this little speech. And I just said, you know what I do for a living, right? This, you, you know what my job is. And it's interesting that... Now, of course, high blood pressure is sometimes it's just a stress thing. Other times it's just, you know, if your father had it and your grandfather had it and his father had it, you're probably going to have high blood pressure and you care for those things. But what about the stress? See, there are some people that I don't know if they ever actually experience stress. And they probably do. They just don't show it on the outside, but they are experiencing the stress, Denver. Do you ever get stressed? See, he never shows it. You can't tell, but you do. You ex- you experience it. Where's Dan at? Dan, do you do you? Well, I know you're married to Doty, so probably. Do you ever experience stress? Just that things don't affect you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to to live like that? I'd like to have that for five minutes. That would be wonderful. How many of you, you would honestly say that you you generally don't feel stressed? Would you Raise your hand. How many of you are like that? You generally, I love it that when the children raise their hand, praise God for that. That's a blessing that they live in a home where they don't expect, I'm going to start crying. That's a sweet thing. How many of you generally though, your stress is not something that, that's cool. How many of you would say, Diana, you're awesome. She's always happy. Maybe that's the answer, right? So, how many of you would say that, that stress is something that you experience pretty regularly? That it's just a part of your... I might wake up stressed. I've not experienced anything yet. And I feel stressed. And I'll have to tell her, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. This is just a feeling that I have. And this one, look at Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also... Look at this, you're called... In one body, and be ye thankful. So I have to let the peace of God reign in my heart. And here's, here's what I'll say I've said this out loud to Laura you know, everything's great. Everything's good in the church. Everything's fine at home. I don't know why I'm experiencing this stress. And I'll just start talking myself through it because I am just a high stress person. That's who I am. That's who God made me. And maybe it's so that I'll pray more. I don't know. But that's, that's where I am. And it seems like some of you might kind of be the same way. And this is where I have to let the peace of God rule in my heart. I have to let that happen. How many of you think God wants His peace to rule in your heart? But He doesn't impose it on us. And I understand that there are times, certain, certain temperaments... Uh, that would deal with, that that have genuine anxiety, that that there are medical answers and and pharmaceutical answers for some of those things. So please don't think that I'm saying if you take any kind of, of medication to help you, that that's sin. You all know that's not what we believe here, right? That's not what we believe here. On the other hand, wouldn't it be better if, for those of us who can spiritually control these things. Wouldn't that be better than being on medication? That that would be better. And so, I just believe God can give us peace. Now, remember, listen to what I'm saying. There are people that have certain types of anxiety or depression or whatever who genuinely need medication. Praise God that that medication is available and take it. Okay? Okay? But how many of you also know there are people on medication that don't need to be? This is... And do I know the answer to that? No, I'm not a doctor. We we established that this morning, right? I'm not a doctor, but I do know that there are a lot of spiritual problems that people try to medicate. And what I need to do is to let the peace of God rule in my heart because I'm called to it. And be thankful. And here's what I find. When I start praising God and I start exhibiting thankfulness, then what happens is my stress and my anxiety, it gets under control. And praise God that that, that happens. So it, this really is the answer. Thanksgiving, thankfulness, letting the peace of God rule in your hearts is the answer for stress. How about this? When life is worldly, be thankful. Look at Romans chapter 1. Look at verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. So in the world, you know, we deal with people that reject God, and they reject truth, and they they and they look at the world, and they see the trouble in the world. And these are the folks who... Um, Frank Turek, he defines them. So he was describing Christopher Hitchens' book in a debate with Hitchens. And he said, basically, the theme of Hitchens' book is, there is no God and I hate him, which is really a funny line. But the idea is this. What they say is, if there is a God, why is there suffering in the world? If there is a God, why did this happen to me? and you know christians can fall into that god i've done all of this for you why is this happening in my life why did this happen to me this and and this what this is a worldly response why is there suffering in the world because there is sin in the world and god can end that and he will end it but the fact that he doesn't end it is because of his mercy and his grace, not because he's evil. And what happens with us is when we live in this world and we, we experience the trouble that comes from the world and the evil that's around us in the world, the answer for this is thankfulness. Lord, thank you that you saved me out of this stuff. Thank you that I have the capacity to discern right and wrong. Thank you that you've delivered my family from this evil. Lord, thank you that, that we can look at this. And, you know, I was at Starbucks the other day. It was shocking, right? So I was at Starbucks the other day, and Justin was with me. And just a really nice kid, but, but really effeminate, you know. And all I could think of was, I wonder what kind of a dad had. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You just, you talk to people, you see a child that's not clean and, and you, you wish they had a, a mom that cared for them. Y'all experience those kinds of things. Well, what we ought to do in those situations, you know what I tried to do with that kid? Just be kind to him. Just be kind. And, you know, the the, the dirty child, if you have an opportunity to be involved in those people's lives and and help them, when you see the struggles in the world, we need to have a heart of thankfulness because we get to be clean. We get to understand what Christian manhood is. We get to understand what the different roles in the world are biblically. We need to be thankful. Do you you ever out in the world, how many of you get frustrated out in the world and you think, my goodness, this is all so awful. It looks like everything's falling apart. God, thank you that you told us it was going to be like this. This isn't surprising to us. Lord, thank you. Thank you. It really is the answer to worldliness, and it keeps us from going into the world. Then, when life is painful, be thankful. Look at Second Corinthians. When life is painful, be thankful. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Look at verse 8. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, that's our flesh, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And I think that that the idea when life is painful, look up, look out, look beyond this this mortal realm, this period of time, and realize that there really is a great and wonderful eternity. And here's the thing. It's not pie in the sky. It's not wishful thinking. It's the promise of the Word of God. And what that does is it gives us perspective. Perspective is such a wonderful gift. And, of course, we talk about this. That that's one of the blessings of the ministry is when you see what other people are going through, you realize that yours really is a light affliction. So what, what's my greatest struggle? I have stress in my life. That's the greatest struggle that I have. And how many of you had stress again? Right? It's common to man. My trouble is just common to man. I don't have any great trouble. And being able to help people through their struggles really helps me to recognize I don't really have anything and it makes me thankful. Every time I deal with someone who's going through something very difficult, I walk out of that and I say, Thank you, God. Just thank you that I don't have to go through that right now. You're, you're so good. But what this passage is telling us is even that recognizing that our trouble is just for a short time. It's for a short time. And eternity is very long. That's such a wonderful thing. Then, when life is full of care, be thankful. When life is full of care, be thankful. I think you all know where we're going. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. When life is full of care, be thankful." And, man, it just helps. It just works to change your focus from all of that care that you have that's built up and just start making a list. I, I promise you this will, this will work for you. When, when you're very full of care, just start writing out a list of things that you're thankful for and start praising God for those things if you have a real problem it's not going to make the problem go away but it's going to put the problem in perspective and the 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 fact that god has helped us in the past in the past that's a wonderful promise that he's going to help us through the problem that we're in right now and it really does give us perspective and the uh, and i'll tell you what when you come through the problem and you can look back and say lord i know that you know i wasn't on top of the mountain through the whole thing But I did practice thankfulness through it, and it helped me through it. You know, I have seen people in this church go through things that have destroyed other people. And they've come out of it on the other side better, stronger, and able to help someone else. That's awesome. And it could be young people, or it could be older folks, and all the people in between. God helps us through these troubles He helps us. And I'm just telling you, if you do right through the trouble, when you come through on the other side, you look back, it's a pretty cool thing. Say, God, you helped me through this. You helped me have the right spirit and have the right attitude through this trouble. Now, when you go through it and you fail, you can learn from that too. Lord, next time I go through something, help me to trust you better. It's a wonderful thing. So when life is full of care, be thankful. When life is doubtful, be thankful. When life is doubtful, be thankful. Look at Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. Look at verse 6 for the context. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Look at what it says. Rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So, there's different, you know, there's different levels of spiritual growth. And we, we've talked about that. Little children, young men, fathers. And you have those different levels of spiritual growth. But at some point, you're supposed to be established in the faith. You're supposed to be strong. Th- th- is that right? Right? That's that's spiritual maturity. That, that you're henceforth not blown about by every wind of doctrine and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. You're strong. You're established in the faith. You're rooted. You're strong. But when you go through trouble, when doubt comes in your life, that you're able to look back and say, God, I know what you have said. I believe what you have said. I'm not going to doubt. I'm going to be thankful. I'm not going to doubt you this time. I'm going to be thankful. I know what your word says about this problem. I'm going to be thankful. And as I look around this room, I see people that have gone through trouble and you've learned what the Bible says about your trouble. You've made it to the other side and you're the strongest people in the church because God has helped you to be grounded and rooted and now you can be faithful. And when when things come that might cause someone else to doubt, you don't doubt. You're sure and you're thankful. You still have trouble. The trouble is still there, but the way you experience the trouble is so much different when you're faithful, when you're mature. Then, I love this, when life is over, be thankful. When life is over, be thankful. Look at Revelation chapter 7. Look at verse 9. Verse 9. Revelation 7 and verse 9. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds, and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb is such a wonderful thing. That people from every... Look at us, All nations and kins and people and tongues stood before the throne, palms in their hands, cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Look at verse 11. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. When we're before the throne, when we're before God, and our sins are all gone, our our flesh has been changed, we have new bodies, and we stand before God completely righteous, completely whole, and we can worship him. Do you think we're going to say thank you for all eternity, for all eternity? It's worth it, folks. This life, it's worth it. And we're all profoundly blessed. God has been so good to us. And yet, life is still hard because the human condition. We are troubled on every side, the Apostle Paul says. I love it that we're, 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 we're troubled, but we're not in despair, right? We're, we're, we're Yes, we can be perplexed, but God gives us the answers. We can trust him. We can rest in him. That's the gift of thankfulness. Let's be thankful. Lord, thank you so much that you have told us that in every situation, when, when life is stressful, when life is hard, when, when we have pain, when, when it's full of care, when we experience doubt, when the world starts to creep in, and then finally, ultimately in death, that we can be thankful.